You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Just win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team, Just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? This is the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q, the host. You know, we get down each and every day on the Locked On Network. And so definitely got to keep putting some Raider information, some Raider news and some Raider talk in your ear hole each and every day. Locked On Raiders podcast. You can always hit me up on Twitter. A lot of folks do, too. Have a lot of good stuff to say on Twitter at your boy Q254. Now, there's a lot of foolery and a lot of dumb stuff on Twitter. But if you're talking Raiders on Twitter, it is all good. And you can definitely talk Raiders with me on Twitter at any time at your boy Q254. 254. Definitely appreciate that. This is Thursday's episode, and what I'm going to do on today's episode, we've had a few different topics we've been floating around and talking about throughout the week, and especially since the Raiders are on a bye, it's not like the Raiders are preparing for a team or anything. So, definitely uh, been having a couple different topics, and anytime someone calls in and has a suggestion or a question or wants to throw something out at Raider Nation, I like to kind of do that. So, on today's episode, I got a bunch of calls that I'm going to be playing, but it's not just going to be like a rando call here, a rando call there, a rando call here. Not going to be just like a an open bag or anything. You know what I mean? Just like the, a sound off edition. It's not going to be that. It's going to be more topic related. So in uh, segment number three, it'll be just kind of more of the grab bag style. You know, just the whatever's on your mind, go ahead and say. You know, I kind of do that for segment number three each and every day anyway. But uh, that's, that's what segment number three is going to be. I got a bunch of calls I'll play in that segment. Just kind of whatever's on your mind type thing. Segment number two, going to be talking about Reggie McKenzie still. I had that conversation, had that little segment and, and that call that came in about Reggie McKenzie as a GM. What has he done for the Raiders? What was the grade that I would give him? What I thought about him as a GM? And I shared my thoughts on Wednesday's edition, but I've had some folks call, and so they're going to share their thoughts as well on what Reggie McKenzie has meant to the Raiders as GM and also you know what they should do with Reggie McKenzie in the future and uh, you know a lot of speculation that he won't be with the Raiders in 2019. I'm, for one, one of those guys who do not believe that he'll be around. I think it's a shame because I do think he did some good things, but obviously he's not, again, like I mentioned before, he's not Ozzie Newsome GM. He's not, you know, Ted Thompson-style GM. I mean, but he's he's a guy who did some good stuff. So going to hear some – we're going to hear some thoughts on Reggie McKenzie in segment number two, Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Segment number one, very interesting. Usually I have, like, some news and notes, like a few nuggets here and there. Segment number one, I'm going to dedicate to my guy Joe in Arizona. He's got a good call, and I want you to hear the call. And it's, it's speculation. It's not something that we know is going to happen or I even believe is going to happen. But if you just want to kind of throw it out there as a what if, and it has happened in history before, it's a very interesting call, and it has to do with the city of Oakland suing the Raiders for them leaving but saying, hey, if you leave, all right, cool. But you leave the name, which is the Raiders, and you leave the colors, which are silver and black. You leave them here in Oakland. You go on to Vegas and do your thing. 
Now, I know that that's been popping up and there's you know, been thoughts and, and speculation that the city of Oakland's going to do this and go ahead and sue them. I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not at the council meetings and all that good stuff. I'm not inside the brain trust. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. But the thought has come up. So Joe in Arizona just said, hey, he wants to know what Raider Nation is supposed to do if that happens. But I don't want to explain his call. I want you to hear his call. So here's Joe in Arizona, straight off the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Definitely going to be a lot more topical tonight, but still going to have some good calls off that Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. So here's Joe in Arizona. Hey, Joe, it's Joe in Arizona. Hey, so I just have kind of a random question I wanted to get your opinion on. Uh, So we've all seen the city of Oakland. It's uh, potentially or is suing the Raiders uh, for leaving. Uh, My thought, uh, just because I've talked to a few people about it, uh, that I wanted your opinion on is what happens if the city of Oakland wins that lawsuit? And let's say the Raiders have to give up the rights to the name Raiders. What happens to the nation? Do we follow that Vegas team? Do we stop watching football? Do we just watch football and not have a team? What's your thoughts on that? I'm Raider Nation till what? Till I die. But if there is no Raiders, where does that take me? What's your opinion on that, Q? All right, so there's Joe. Again, thoughts on the Raiders being sued by Oakland and what happens if just say the city wins and they keep the Raiders' name. They keep the Raiders' colors. What should we do as Raider fans? What should we do as Raider Nation? Who should we follow? Do we follow the team to Vegas? Do we hope that Oakland gets an expansion team in a year or two? Do we not have a team anymore? What do we do? Are we fans of the players? Are we fans of the name? Are we fans of the city? You know what I'm saying? I think that's a lot of, that's a big question right there. And I will say off top, because I sat and thought about it when I listened to the call the first time, and this actually happened to my boy Corey, and he's supposed to be calling on the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line to get on the show tonight. He's supposed to be calling in, but this happened to him, and he's actually a dude from Oakland, California, my best friend. He was my best man at my wedding. I mean, he's, he's my ace boon coon, uh, Corey, so shout out to Corey, Oakland, California, representing, went to, uh, where'd he go? Uh, I don't know. He went to so many high schools. He, well, anyway, he wasn't the best student in the world, but still, Corey's my dude, so shout out to Corey, but this is a deal with him. He is a Cleveland Browns fan. Now, I know. Yeah, he's from Oakland, California, and that's probably the first problem with him. But anyway, besides that, he's cool. He's a Cleveland Browns fan. When the Browns, in the middle of the night, left Cleveland and hightailed it to Baltimore, my man Corey hightailed it with them. So Corey right now is a Baltimore Ravens fan. Matter of fact, I've talked about him on the podcast before. He was actually at that playoff game in uh, Oakland, California, when, when Baltimore came into the Coliseum and, and ended up defeating the Raiders, and that was the game that Sarah Gusa landed on top of Rich Gannon and all that good stuff. He was actually wearing, I think he was wearing a Ray Lewis jersey that night or that day at the game. By the end of the game, there were so many fans that were throwing stuff at him, he had to take his uh, his jersey off, and, and uh, he looks like on Love, so it was like on Love with no shirt on. It was pretty funny. But anyway, that's a whole other side story. But yeah, that's my dude, Corey. So he's a Baltimore Ravens fan to this day. Loves the Baltimore Ravens. So I've, I've had this conversation with him before because I'm like, wait a minute, dog. How can you be a Cleveland Brown fan, but then you're a Baltimore Raven fan, but then the Cleveland Browns are back, but you're not a Cleveland Browns fan? So I know his little cliff notes kind of he's, he's explained it to me real quickly, but uh, I hit him. I shot him a text message. It was like, hey, man, give me a call and let me know what, what you would do in this situation or what your thoughts are on this situation. Let him hear the call and everything. So he's supposed to be calling in tonight. So hopefully, hopefully we'll hear from him. But. His, his cliff notes part is the 
Brown's left, and he is a fan of the players. He's a fan of the players that are in Baltimore right now. When you think of the Baltimore Ravens, you think of Ray Lewis, you think of Ed Reed, you think of all those cats. Those guys were never Cleveland Browns. They never were Cleveland Brown players. That team, it was so long between the time that they actually had a team in Cleveland that he had to go and be a Baltimore Ravens fan. He's kind of making sense, but then not kind of making sense to me. So I thought about my situation like, okay, well, I get it. The Raiders, you know, they're leaving Oakland. If they go to Vegas and they're the Las Vegas Raiders, then I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely a fan of that team because that's the Raiders. Now, if another team goes into Oakland and they, they're like the Oakland Invaders or whatever, you know, like back in the day, I'm not that fan. I'm not a fan of that team. I'm a fan of the Raiders. I don't care if they're playing in Africa. I'm a fan of the Raiders. But what if the city owned the name and the colors? What if the team that's currently the Raiders go to Vegas and say, I don't know, I, I, I couldn't even come up with a name for them. Maybe they're like the, I don't know, the, the Las Vegas Silver Knights instead of the Golden Knights. Maybe they end up being the Las Vegas Silver Knights. I don't know. Whatever. Just for S's and giggles. Just say that was happening. Would I then be a fan of the Oakland Raiders hoping that the league would turn around and make an, a, an, an expansion team? And then all of a sudden they're the Raiders? But see, they don't have the history that the Raiders. But another, another side of this is the, the team in Vegas doesn't have really history anyway. None of the players on that team were champions ever. They didn't win it. They didn't create the history of the Raiders. The man who did create the history, Al Davis, has already passed away. Mark Davis hasn't created any, even though I know it's a Davis family-ran team, and that has weighed heavily on me. Like, okay, well, it's still the Davis family, and without the Davis family, there is no Raiders. So it's really tough, man. It's Joe, it's a damn good call. That's my point. It's a damn good call. Personally, honestly, I, I feel like right now, not being in that situation, I feel like I'm still leaning towards a team that's in Vegas. I feel like I'm leaning that way. But boy, I tell you, it would be tough. I've been a silver and black since I, you know, came out the womb, man. I, I, it would be tough for all of a sudden there to be a team pop up in Oakland and they're named the Oakland Raiders and they're rocking the silver and black and they got them helmets. They got, you know what I mean? They're looking good. I don't care if they stink or not. Hell, the Raiders have stunk for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be tough, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be tough to just kind of look at that and see that? and see that team, and you're rooting for a team in Vegas? I, well, I know for a fact everyone who lives in Oakland would be a, 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 that, that team's fan. Anyone who was living in Oakland, they'd be an Oakland Raider fan. They absolutely would be. If you live in Oakland, if that was the, the team name. I don't know what I would do. Honestly, I, I, being put on the spot, I don't know what I would do. Because look, I swear, looking at if the Oakland Raiders were actually there, and it wasn't owned by Mark Davis, it was owned by, I don't know, it's, just say whoever, uh, like Ronnie Lott. Just say Ronnie Lott came in and bought the team. That would be tough. Ronnie Lott's got history, but not really Raider history. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many questions. I would be happy for the city of Oakland. If it was the Oakland, like, invaders, like I said before, definitely I wouldn't be the fan of that team. I'm a Raider fan. But, boy, if there was Las Vegas something else, Las Vegas Silver Knights, and then there was a team in Oakland named the Oakland Raiders, I, I, I pretty much feel like I probably would, would end up riding with that team. They had the same logo, same colors, same team name. I would just about have to ride with the Oakland Raiders. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not in that situation right now, but it would make you think. It would make you think. And I, 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 like I said, I'm anticipating my guy, Corey, calling. But that was a great call from Joe right there. I really appreciated Joe's call because it really made you think, right? Yeah, feel free to chime in on that anytime you want. And I know there's Raider fans everywhere. Like, look, I'm in Central Texas. I'm originally an Oakland guy. I'm originally a Bay Area dude. I spent a lot of time in Fresno. Spent some time in Pittsburgh. Spent, I mean, I spent a lot of time all over the place. I mean, Oakland is the heart. The Bay is the heart. You know what I mean? Like, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Who would you be a fan of? 
And I'm not saying this, any of this is going to happen. This is all just speculation. This is what you do in the bye week. <laughs> this is what you do in the bye week is you have conversations like this. But it's really, really interesting. It's, it's, it's really, really interesting. So uh, Joe in Arizona, great call, man. Great call. 707-654-4693. That is the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. If you want to chime in on that, you want to share your thoughts on that, you know that I'll always, I'll always run it back. I'll always run it back. Like you tell the DJ, DJ, run it back one time. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'll run it back one time for you. So uh, thank you very much, Joe. And I hope that in a roundabout way, I kind of answered your question. But maybe I just kind of made that question that much more difficult. And now we can have some more discussion about that. Look, it's the bye week. We could do that, damn it. Ain't got to worry about a game for a while. And actually, I think Raider Nation needed a little bit of break anyway. Needed a little bit of break from the action. A little bit of break from John Gruden talking. We need to, we need to just kind of do ourselves, right? And just, just talk amongst ourselves. So that's what we're doing right now. So, Joe, again, definitely appreciate that call. I know I've thanked you like eight times, but, damn, that's a good one. It still got me thinking. I'm still trying to speculate on what I would do. Appreciate that. All right, as promised, here's my man Corey with his thoughts on what he would do or what he did in that situation when he was faced with that situation as the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens and all that good stuff. Here's Corey. Yo, yo, yo. Good evening, man. What's up, cute man? It's your boy Corey all the way out here in California. Interesting topic, man. Let me give you my perspective from a uh, Ravens fan. Um, I'm an old ex, for lack of better terms, Cleveland Browns fan. And in 1996, Art Modell obviously moved Cleveland into Baltimore. And the Cleveland Browns went away and the Baltimore Ravens were born. Well, the players, to me, hold more weight than the colors. Because colors, that's what they are. The players is what defines them. So um, once Cleveland decided to leave everything in Cleveland outside of his players, I went with the players. The players went to Baltimore. Therefore, I went to Baltimore. And, of course, a year or two later, Cleveland comes back to the NFL with an expansion team um, named the Cleveland Browns, and they pick up all that heritage and prestige. When it was the players, not the colors, that actually um, did that. You know, they put in the work to get the prestige. The colors is just how you recognize them as a unit. But individually, those individuals make up that unit. So um, I can see, you know, I wouldn't fault either either decision from anybody. If, if you want to roll with the new team that's going to be the Oakland Raiders, then that's fine. That means to me you more so roll with the colors, the history and the prestige. But if you want to roll with the, I don't know, Las Vegas de- Desert Cats, whatever their name ends up being, because the personnel, the people, went to Las Vegas, and I'm a fan of that too. So I understand, I understand both sides of it, and I think however you um, decide is perfectly fine as long as you're okay with it. So I'm going to bow out on that note. But just like always, when in doubt, baby, play like a Raven. I'm going. All right, so there's my man Corey. Uh, I, I don't know if that helped, if that made any more sense. If it cleaned things up for you, if it cleared things up for you, but that's just Corey's thoughts. As a guy that went through it from a Cleveland Brown fan to a Baltimore Ravens fan, and he ain't looking back. He's winning rings in Baltimore. He ain't tripping, and he's originally from Oakland. That's the only thing. I just never understood how the hell you were originally from Oakland and you a Cleveland Browns fan, but whatever. That's the homeboy. That's, that's my dude, Corey. Shout out to Corey. So coming up in segment number two, got another call. Got some more calls off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, matter of fact, but this time the conversation is going to shift 
to Reggie McKenzie. We talked about Reggie McKenzie earlier in the week. We're going to talk about him next on the Locked on Raider podcast. But before I get into that, got to talk about MyBookie. MyBookie.com is where you go if you're trying to win some dough. You want to win some dough? You know where to go. Where to go? MyBookie.com. Go to them. Open up an account. Deposit some money. How much are you going to deposit in there? About $50, $60, $70, $100? Whatever you do, they're going to match it. That's right. They're going to try to hook you up where you actually have plenty of money to play with so you can win plenty of money. And if you got a little bit of skill, MyBookie's going to take real good care of you. They've been around for a long time, so you know that they'll definitely get you hooked up. They're not going to just take your money and then bounce, and then you're you're wondering what the hell happened to your money. No, MyBookie got you covered like a Jimmy hat. They're definitely going to have you covered. So if you want to open up an account, open up one today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, and uh, they'll match whatever you deposit. They'll deposit it as well. And if you want to get an extra 25, you can do it after 7 p.m. Eastern time, and you get an extra 25 by putting in the promo code LOCKEDON. 25. It's as simple as that. All right, segment number two is coming up next. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, welcome back. Locked On Raider podcast, segment number two on this Thursday. I'm your boy Q. You can always hit me up either on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. That's 707-654-4693. Many of you do. And matter of fact, going to be hearing a lot of calls today on today's episode. Again, it's segmented out. So it's not just rando calls. It's segmented out. So we talked about the Raiders in segment number one as far as moving and when they moved to Vegas, if they kept the colors and the team name in Oakland. And boy, that was a can of worms, huh? I'm still scratching my head starting to figure out what I would do with that. But in segment number two, going to be talking about Reggie. And just a couple days ago, my man Daryl in L.A., he actually posed the question to me and said, you know, what do you think of the job that Reggie McKenzie's done? And, uh, you know, did he set the team up for failure? Has he been good? And I gave my thoughts. You know, ultimately, I think he was, he was, he was okay. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't great. You know what I mean? He was just, he was okay. You know, I, I would not have a problem. Let's put it like this. Ultimately, if I was just giving you a short answer, I would have no problem if Reggie McKenzie continued to be the GM of the Raiders. Let's put it like that. I would have no problem with him being the GM. He hasn't been so bad that it's like, get that guy out of there. He stinks. Now, he's done enough good. He's given him opportunities to win at his time as a GM. So I would not mind if he stays around. Now, we all know that there's a good chance he'll probably be gone in 2019. But again, uh, this is what we do during the bye week. So uh, the first call talking about Reggie McKenzie and has something to do with Reggie McKenzie here is my man Trey in the 530. Hey, Q. This is Trey out here in the 530. Uh, just wanted to say great job on the pod. I just want to add a little bit about this Reggie McKenzie conversation. Um, I think the Raiders should keep him. Um, I think he's he's great with the contracts. Uh, he's, he's gotten older players that have come in and helped, uh, like KO and Crabtree. Uh, so he's shown that he can get you know older guys that are actually you know, still have some gas left in the tank. Uh, so I think him and John can work really good together. Um, let John kind of get his guys in the, in the draft and let Reggie handle the contracts and, and maybe looking at, um, older players that are already in the league. Um, I think that could really work out well together. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, keep doing a great and, uh, go Raiders. All right. So that was my man Trey right there talking about Reggie and the job he's done as GM of the Raiders. He thinks that him and John should work together long term. 
Thanks Big Reg has proved that he can not only just handle the contracts and salary cap situation, but also has brought in some free agents that's worked out pretty well. Now, he's brought in some free agents that haven't. Let's not forget that. But he has brought in some free agents that worked out pretty well. I mean, you think about that offensive line. You think about Rodney Hudson, Kelechi Semele, Donald Penn, not necessarily in that order. But those three guys were all free agents. They were three out of the five building blocks on that uh, offensive line. Gabe Jackson was the guy that was that was actually a draft pick. And then that right tackle position, well, that's always been a question mark. There's been all kind of turnstiles at that spot. So, yeah, that's always been a question. But still, Rodney Hudson, Kelechi Omsemele, Donald Penn, all three of those guys, they were definitely uh, free agents that Reggie McKenzie brought in. Also brought in Michael Crabtree. And that's when he brought in Crabtree, that was probably when Carr needed a guy like Crabtree the most. Uh, my man Trey in the 5-3-0, he thinks that, you know, Reggie and John should work together. Uh, Big Reg is good enough to keep around, and I, I, I kind of said that as well Going before I got into that call. I was like, I would have no problem with Big Reg sticking around. I think that those two guys could probably work together and be a really good dynamic. But the question is, ego. Does ego allow that to happen? I don't know. You know, uh, everyone wants to be Beyonce. Nobody wants to be Kelly Rowland. Actually, Kelly Rowland's all right, but nobody wants to be Michelle. That's for damn sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell is Michelle doing? So everyone wants to be Beyonce. Nobody wants to be Ke- uh, not Kelly Rowland. Why do I keep saying Kelly? Kelly's cute. Anyway, everyone wants to be Beyonce. Nobody wants to be Michelle. And sure as hell, nobody wants to be Farrah. And no disrespect if anyone knows Farrah, but if you guys know the history of Destiny's Child, Destiny's Children is what I like to call them. Nobody wants to be Farrah. That's a whole other story. That's a side note. Shout out to Fresno, California. All right, so let's keep this thing going right there. Thank you, Trey, and the 530 for that call. Uh, my man, Whiskey in South Jersey. I, I just love that name, Whiskey in South Jersey. Hey, Q, what's up, man? It's your boy, Whiskey, out here in South Jersey. I just got turned on to your podcast a couple weeks ago. Do a great job on it. Figured I'd give you a call, say what's up, since I hit you up on Twitter. Um, yeah, man, I just wanted to say, you know, just the moment – Gruden traded Mac. This whole thing went south. You know, it's just it's been a mess. And I was excited for Gruden to come back, but man, this guy has just blown this whole thing up. I know you and everybody else, the rest of the nation. We we can't trust anything this guy says. I mean, of course we want him to succeed, we want him to win, but man, I just I have no faith in this guy to turn this around. I know it's only six games in, but man, this thing looks bad, and it's gonna it's gonna get worse. I mean, look at their schedule. Who are they gonna beat? I mean, they're gonna beat the Colts, maybe. I don't know. I mean, they're not gonna stop luck. I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna beat the Niners. I I don't know. You know, it's just it's it's, it's just terrible. It's terrible to watch. It's right now to. to to sit there and watch it, but, you know, we got to get through it. But I wanted to say, just going on what you were talking about yesterday with McKenzie, you know, he, I would give him, like, a C grade as a GM only because he has done some good job with uh, with signing free agents. You know, he built up that offensive line. You know, that line was one of the best in football, and that's, that's what's really hurting him now with all, all the injuries on the line. Because, you know, going into the season, you knew the defense was going to be bad, but you figured they were going to put some points up on offense. But that offensive line is, is just banged up bad. and They're not doing nothing. They can't run. They can't pass. It's the perfect storm. So, you know, you got to give them, you got to give Reggie credit for building up that line because he did bring in some good free agents. So, I mean, drafting wise, you know, it's hit or miss with every GM. You know, I mean, 
what GM drafts great every year? None. So, I mean, his drafts probably weren't, weren't that good, but you know what? I still give the guy a C. He, 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 done, he did an okay job. So I think you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that. But as far as him trading somebody, I wouldn't trade Coop. If I was going to trade a receiver, it'd be Jordy Nelson. And I only say that because, one, he's probably not going to be back next year, even though he's got the two-year contract. And, you know, if you look at him in the game, he, he's not even into it. Half the time he's got his hands, hands up. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't look like he even wants to be out there sometimes. So, yeah, you know, he's a guy you could probably get something for, maybe not much, but at least you're getting something back. And you're keeping Coop, and you have a young receiver that you, you keep there for uh, for Carr. And you build around that. So that's all I wanted to say. And uh, I'm sure I can talk about more, but I'll call back again another time. Uh, love the show, man. Take care. Thank you, Whiskey, for those kind words. You know, and he says since Gruden traded Mac, things have gone south. It's a big mess right now. Blowing everything up is terrible to watch. And then he starts talking about Big Reg. And Big Reg, he gives him a C grade. Which is, you know, hey, that's a pass. Look, when I was in school, I was terrible. I'm not going to lie. So anytime I saw a C on my report card, I got excited because that's, that's still passing. You know what I'm saying? That still keeps you legal to be able to play in sports. That still keeps you legit. All you had to have was a C, you know. But when you dip below C level, yeah, that was never good. So Whiskey's giving Big Reg a C. Said he's done a good job with uh, free agent contracts, which is something that my man Trey in the 530, which he referred to, and also referred to that O-line. He built that up. You know, and actually that's what's hurting the team right now is not having that old line. So, uh, you know, that, that you got to give him a lot of credit for that. Drafting, of course, he's been hit or miss. A lot of GMs have been hit or miss. I mean, Ozzie Newsom, as great as he's been, he's been hit or miss. Look, he, he grabbed uh, Brashad Perryman in the first round. Yeah, Brashad Perryman, I called him Bigfoot too, just like Obi Mellon Fonwu. But then again, Big Reg drafted Obi Mellon Fonwu. So, uh, yeah, he gets a C passing grade. And then he keeps the party rolling talking about trades, and we've had that subject as well. Uh, he said if he was going to trade a receiver, it wouldn't be Coop, but instead Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson's on a two-year deal, but he doesn't feel like he's going to be back around in 2019 and thinks Nelson doesn't look happy out there. doesn't look like he's interested, not, not into the game. And if you can get something for him, get something for him. I just don't know what you'd get for uh, Jordy Nelson at this point. I really don't. I have no idea what any team would give up for Jordy Nelson. I think Amari Cooper, they would give up something. And, you know, the more and more it feels like Amari Cooper is going to end up being a casualty and get, end up being traded, just it really, really feels like that. Even though I don't like it, I've said it before, I do not like it. And I know he's going to have a $14 million salary in 2019. I get that. I still do not like the trade. I do not like the idea of trading Cooper. But I think reality is setting in that it's going to happen. So uh, we'll see. I could be wrong, and I'll be fine with being wrong. But... It looks like Amari Cooper probably will not be a Raider in 2019. He might not be a Raider coming off the bye week, for all we know. My last call, segment number two, is going to go to my man, WAP. Uh, very emotional dude. He, he's always uh, very passionate, very much into the team, and uh, I, I love to hear from WAP. So here's WAP. Hugh, it's WAP. Man, nobody knows what's going on with the Raiders right now. Well, I, honestly, I feel like we're all just uh, – Bing Reigns and Bruce Willis and uh, Pulp Fiction. All we got is a ball gag and we're tied to a chair. We're at the mercy of John Gruden. Nobody knows what's going on. We can get saved or we can... Everyone knows what happened. At this point, all you can do is root for the team. There's really nothing else they can do. They're not really competitive. Um, They weren't competitive last year. And it's just 
It's a mess. Everywhere you look at this team, you see a mess. At least they got rid of Derek Johnson, so that's a plus. You know, you just got to get rid of uh, a few other people that I think are really hurting this team. And because let the young guys go loose, if there's no expectations, then why not let them get burned and let them learn how to play their position better? So, I mean, might as well let AJ McCann get in there, risk him getting hurt instead of putting Carr at risk. That's the way I see it. But, oh, well, you guys have a good one. See you later, Q. All right, so he's talking about nobody knows what's going on with the Raiders right now. Nobody listens to techno. I don't know why I've been saying that for the past few days, but I sure have. Uh, but WAP even <laughs> he even quotes Pulp Fiction. Uh, he says we're all at the mercy of John Gruden. I kind of like that Pulp Fiction reference. That was pretty funny. Uh, you know, everyone's at the mercy of John Gruden. Nobody knows what's going on. Either you be saved or, well, you know what happens if you're not saved, right? Yeah, it's just an absolute mess. But, uh, you know, he is happy that Derek Johnson, DJ, he's happy that he's gone. Now they need to move on from some others. He, he didn't suggest who, but he did say some other guys they need to move on from. He brought up the fact that just put it in A.J. McCarron, let him get out there and get beat down and instead of letting Derek Carr get hurt. And, again, that's referencing the offensive line that is banged up, and they're banged up in a major way, and you don't want to get Derek Carr killed back there. Look, he got sacked six times in London by the Seahawks. So I totally understand where he's coming from, but A.J. McCarron, he ain't going to be the answer. And uh, Derek Carr is just going to have to go out there. If Derek Carr is not out there playing, he ain't going to learn the system. He's not going to uh, excel at John Gruden's system if he's not out there actually working and, and, and facing the live bullets, right? He's just not going to. So, uh, WAP, definitely appreciate that call. Whiskey in South Jersey, appreciate your call. And, of course, Trey in the 530, appreciate your calls. All right, coming up in segment number three, you're going to have kind of a free-for-all free for and let you say whatever's on your mind, 707-654-4693. That is the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line. Before we get into that, i got to tell you about Vivid Seats. Who's Vivid Seats? What does Vivid Seats do? Well, I'm about to tell you about it right now. Just chill out a second, all right? Vivid Seats, they're the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. It's real simple. You want to make things even better? Okay, we will. Vivid Seats, they're giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of 200 or more. So you can save even more money, you know? And I'm all about saving money. Hell, I got a motto. If it ain't free, it ain't me. Well, this ain't free, but at least you're getting a discount. You know what I'm saying? What you got to do is go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, capital letters, for $20 off orders of 200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. It's like a thank you, okay? Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games, the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. I just kind of want to say that in like big announcer voice voice. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, download the app, enter the promo code Locked On, all big letters, all one word, for $20 off orders of 200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that will last a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Do it now. Segment three is up next. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Raider Nation. This is segment number three of today's Locked On Raider podcast. I'm your boy Q at your boy Q254. And you know, today we've been opening up the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. We've kind of segmented everything out. We've had some subjects and everything. 707-654-4693. That is the number again, 707-654-4693. I can't tell you that number enough because I just want to make sure that you have it and you don't ever say, damn, what was that number? Oh, well, I'll just get them on the next episode. So just in case you don't have it, haven't locked it in your phone, 
phone. It is 707-654-4693. So uh, in this segment, we're just going to let you have a free-for-all. We're just going to let it rip. You know, whatever you're thinking, whatever's on your mind, you go ahead and speak on. This doesn't really have any specific subject. So we're going to get things started off with Raider Joe. He's in KC. Hey, Q. It's your boy Joe out here in KC, man. Just want to call in and uh, respond to what you were saying. We're going lazy on Bill as a writer. Man, I would love it. I would love it. Unfortunately, I just don't know if that would be a good investment because of the amount of carries that he's had, because of the, you know, he's had ACL injuries, I believe ACL or knee injury somewhere. Uh, and also, he's like one step away from a season-long suspension because of the um, the drug policy. Um, but just the player on the field, man, like, I, I would love it. I think, I think Gruden could make, make a lot happen. Um, but I, I just don't think it would be, uh, smart to, to, to pay that type of money when there's so many good backs that come out in the draft. But if we did get them, hey, I'll take them. All right, man. Raider Joe out. All right. So Raider Joe was responding to my question. I asked about Le'Veon Bell, uh, as a Raider. And that was kind of coming from my man, Monster Mash. He was on the end of Wednesday's episode, and he kind of just slid that in there talking about uh, he would love the player on the field. He would love to see Le'Veon Bell and see the Raiders go make a move for Le'Veon Bell. So I kind of just threw it out there like, well, what do you think? What do you think, Raider Nation? And I threw out a lot of issues on why I wouldn't want to see him there, but I, I did say I thought that Le'Veon Bell would be a hell of a Raider, especially in John Gruden's system. But uh, I just like Raider Joe's thoughts, man. He would love the player on the field, thinks he'd be a real deal dude in Gruden's offense, similar to what I think. But because of money, because of wear and tear on his body, the fact that he's had lower leg injuries, he broke his leg a couple times, and yes, he is in the NFL drug program. He says all those reasons, for all those reasons, no. No. You know, it just it just wouldn't make sense. And so, again, I think for all those reasons, the Raiders should pass on him. Uh, and, I th- and, and that's what Raider Joe thinks as well. You know, it's just for all those reasons, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to go out there and spend a ton of money on a guy who's getting older. And, you know, he's you know, got the issues that have already been talked about and he's going to cost a lot of money. You know, so uh, I get it. The Raiders are going to have plenty of money in free agency, and he could be a really, really good security blanket for Derek Carr, both rushing and receiving. I couldn't see the Raiders giving him that kind of bread and, you know, hoping that he was going to stay healthy for, what, a good three years and still be that dude, still be the big-time Le'Veon Bell for three years at, at the most. I, I, I couldn't see it. So, Raider Joe, great thoughts there. Uh, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. I think that that's a hard pass that the Raiders need to make on Le'Veon Bell. But, you know... You never know what's going to happen. We're not inside the mind of Gruden. So especially with Marshawn Lynch going down and who knows how long he's going to be out for. That's another thing. That's another thing to think about. What if Marshawn Lynch is done? He's got a groin injury. He's got to get an MRI. And it sounds like, hey, th- this might be the end of, of Lynch. You know, he, he might have to go on IR. What if he goes on IR and all of a sudden, who's their lead dog? Who's their lead dog? DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard are the lead dogs in the running backs? I don't know. Could be tempting for Gruden to pull the trigger on that. I hope that's not the case. Hopefully Marshawn Lynch is okay. But uh, that's that's also something to factor into that. So kind of keep your eyes and your ears peeled for that. All right, thank you for that call. Now we go to my man Matt. He's actually chilling in North Texas. Hey, Q. Uh, this is uh, Matt. I'm actually a new listener. Uh, I actually stay out in uh, North Texas, so it's kind of a first time. I'm out here getting to hear a bunch of cowboy shit all the time and Personally, I'm glad listening to your podcast. Uh, 
great to hear people supporting the Raiders and everything. All right, so I appreciate that. He's a new listener, uh, and it's funny he's talking about he always hears a bunch of Cowboy stuff, and he's glad to hear some Raider talk. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm here for, Matt. That's what I'm here for, and believe me, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm in Central Texas, and believe me, conversations about the Cowboys are daily. Daily, daily. And, hey, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, that's what that's what sports radio is about. But, Matt, I do represent the Raiders really well on the, the radio station. So if you ever want to just check me out, you can always catch me on ESPN Central Texas from 12 to 3 Central Time, of course. That's AM 1660. It's 92.3 FM, AM 1330 or 100.9 FM. And you can also hit it up on TuneIn Radio. Punching KRZI. Again, that's KRZI. The show is called Unnecessary Roughness. Or you can go to our website, listencentraltexasports.com. Again, that's listencentraltexasports.com and press listen live. And really, that doesn't go just for Matt in North Texas. Let's, let's not get that twisted. Anyone who wants to listen to me at any time talk some sports in general. You know, we have a really great show. It's called Unnecessary Roughness. If you want to tune into it and check it out. Yeah, I know it's a cheap, cheap plug for my show, but damn it, why not? <laughs> why not, right? Something's got to pay the bills, so yeah, you can always do that. I- I'm not mad at that. And uh, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and thanks for thanks for hitting us up, man. I appreciate that. Now let's keep it going, fast and furious. Len from Riverside. Hey, OQ. This is Len from Riverside, and uh, I know uh, it's second one not, but we shared this tank. I know that's what we're doing now with this tank. Try to get that number one overall pick and make moves with that. So, that's it, though. All right. Well, he thinks that they should just tank. Just go get that number one overall pick, and that's it. He feels like feels, says he feels like the team is tanking right now anyway. Uh, so he was short and sweet with it. I, one, don't think that the team is tanking. I just think that they're not very good. Two, I don't think that the team should tank because if they do get the number one overall pick, okay, so you get the choice of one pick. One guy. I mean, you'll get, you'll get the number one pick, and, of course, you're going to get the Bears in the first-round pick as well, but... Is that is is the difference between you getting the first pick and maybe the third pick? Is that going to make a, that big of a difference? I mean, really, are the Raiders one guy away from being a championship team? I don't think so. I want to see this team win some games. I, I don't care. I don't, I'm not. I'm never for tanking. Never for tanking. And you heard John Gruden in uh, his press conference on Tuesday. He said he ain't nobody getting up at four a.m. to tank. I'll say this: we're not tanking anything. You know, I hear the hatred out there. Some of the rumors that we're tanking it to get a first round pick or a higher pick. Um, you know, we're not getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to tank it. Ain't nobody tanking it. And I don't know who wrote that or who said that or who thinks that, but that ain't the case here. You know, we're going to continue to work hard, continue to build our team. And um, that was that was part of the message. Now, again, you can't take everything that John Gruden's been saying, you know, at face value. You have to, you know, kind of take it at what it could be. But I don't think that anybody's tanking either. I, I really don't. And uh, John Gruden was pretty adamant. Hey, ain't nobody getting up at 4 a.m. And look, I get up pretty stinking early every single morning, Raider Nation. And I'll be telling you right now, if I was tanking my radio show, I sure as hell wouldn't be getting up really early in the morning just to tank it. You know, not that I can get a first-round draft pick out of it or anything, but still, I ain't tanking. I, that's not in my DNA. And I refuse to believe that tanking would be in John Gruden's DNA either. I just couldn't see it. But, Len, thank you for your call. Uh, shout out to Riverside one time. And now uh, this next call, I couldn't really make out my man's name, and I don't want to disrespect you and call you something different. So I'm just going to say this call is coming from Indiana. Hey, Q, this is your boy Flavius from Indiana. Hey, I was just calling, and everybody just wants to jump on the bandwagon when the Raiders are winning. This is just one of those seasons. You can't. You just have to put by the wayside to stay, keep on rolling. All right, that call from Indiana, it's another short but sweet call. Uh, everyone wants to be a Raider, but nobody wants to be a Raider is basically what my man is saying. Uh, when they're winning, it's all good. Let's get on the Raider bandwagon. When they ain't, 
Everyone wants to jump ship. And look, that's how you know the, the difference between the real fans and the Walmart fans. And when I say Walmart, I'm not disrespecting them. I mean Walmart t-shirt fans. Because there's a t-shirt of every team in Walmart. And you can easily go in there and you could drive through the city and be like, oh, let me go get this t-shirt. Oh, that looks cute. Okay, hey, I'm a Raider fan. No, you're not. No, you're not. You have no history with the team. So uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I think that the people that are listening to the Lockdown Raider podcast, I think that they're real deal, real deal Raider fans. And you know why I know that is because I hear the passion in, in Raider Nation's voice. Everyone who calls, even people who tweet at me who don't ever call but just tweet, I can tell by their tweets. My man WAP, who called in uh, and, and was in segment number two, he actually sent me a, a tweet earlier today, and I can could, I could tell you exactly what it said. I got to find it real quick. He sent, oh, damn it, where'd it go? All right, well, I was looking for it, and I can't, oh, that's why, I, duh, I wasn't on mine. <laughs> Nerd. All right, this is what he said. It's a long one, too. Yeah, Q, I love this team, man. My favorite memories are Oakland Raider games. I miss the days when the players were gritty and bloody, fought tooth and nails. Even when we lose games, the other team looked just as effed up. I know you're just as passionate. Look at 2016 roster. Some of the best game of those players was that year. Laugh my ass off. Let's be on it. That team loved football, and they played through and found a way to win. That was amazing, but it wasn't realistic. If they were tanking, then Derrick Johnson would still be on the team. Yeah, it ain't much, but John has an ego the size of Jupiter, so he's slowly weeding out players that can't adapt to change. Gutting this team is the first real good thing that has happened in a while. So that was whopping. I didn't even realize that that still had something to do with tanking. I just, I just knew the passion was in his voice when he wrote it. And so that's how I know. Uh, bandwagon fans and guys who aren't you know bandwagon fans guys who are bandwagon fans don't give a damn about any of that kind of stuff they don't have that passion in their voice so my man calling from indiana let them guys jump on ship if they want let them jump off the ship it don't matter because you know what i'm going down with the ship you damn right i mean i might be a little upset that i have to go down and sink but i'm still going with it and i think you're going with it too and i think everyone listening to this podcast i think we're all going down with the ship we're gonna be singing the autumn wind is a raider while we go down ain't we <laughs> That's right. Some of y'all are like, man, you on your own, Jack. <laughs> All right. Final call of the night. My man Raider Tone in Bakersfield, the 661 representing. Hey, what's up, Q, man? Uh, appreciate the podcast, man. Love it, love it, love it, man. This uh Raider Tone down here in Bakersfield, 661. Man, man, just listen to the, to the Thursday edition podcast. Um, Man, just hearing everybody going off, man, and, and, and talking about their car, possibly getting rid of him, uh, going off on the defense. I mean, as much as I hate how the season's going, but damn, you kind of hate everybody getting on the team, man. But, but, but my, my opinion personally, man, Derek Carr can play. What, what, what effect the new offensive is and, and different and different coordinators, offensive coordinators is on, on a young player. I mean, who knows? I've never played quarterback position, but history has it in statistics. Even like the like the caller in London said from London, Ontario, London said about Matt Ryan, he ain't looked that great in the new system, and he was a veteran quarterback then. Carr is what in his fifth year and had a new offensive quarter each year. Now, how look at look at how bad our past quarterbacks been. He's been he's by far been the best quarterback since Rich Gannon. So man, let's lay off a car, man. That's the same exact player who was in who was who was an MVP candidate. That's the same player who had 
record number of comeback wins in the fourth quarter. This is the same guy. That's our quarterback. Look at some of the throws, even coming out in the draft. You never heard a commentator say they didn't think Derek Carr couldn't play. You'll never hear that. You'll never hear a commentator say they'll think Derek Carr could play. Even coming in the draft, Derek Carr had one of the fastest releases and one of the prettiest balls. Man, trust me. It ain't it ain't too many quarterbacks out there, man, who 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 got what Carr got. Carr Carr's decent. Carr's decent. I I don't know. I think they did pay him a little earlier, but the guy decent. I mean that that's that's between management and, and Raiders. But I'm not gonna knock the guy for getting his money. He did give us a hell of a year, and that's that. You throw money like that because the, the other quarterbacks they didn't have was so terrible. When they see him at a 2016 season, they're like, oh, my God, they go to bank. And as far as the defense go, man, I I mean, the, the, what I don't like, man, is just so frustrating, man. What, what, what I don't like about the defense is, of course, is the pass rush. We're a little too hard on our cornerbacks, especially what they did to Gary on Conley. This is your, this is your young guy. This is our future. Let him go through the struggles, which ain't been that bad. I think, uh, pro football focus had him like number five as quarterback raises one targeted. And then on that play when they bitched him on the, on the, on the, um, San Diego Chargers, I, I blame it on the safety who's been our biggest concern on defense. I think that's all they need to change. As you can see on a switch play, the safety should have gave him a call on whether they were switching or not. As you see as the play unfolded, it looked like he was going to go with that guy, with the with the guy going to the flat, and then let his guy go deep. But once he realized he, he changed route, and he still caught up to the guy, closing a, a damn near 10-yard cushion, and he want to put him out. If anything, man, we need to fix the safety play. We're giving up so many yards. Look how them jet sweep is killing us. I mean, you, you watch good safeties play in Derwin James. You see how that game changed. If you watch that Sunday night game that same week of last week, you, you see even uh, uh, Tyron Matthew. He coming down 15 yards and making a tackle for a two-yard game. Our safeties just don't got the speed to do it. And, and, and Gunther said it. They, we don't have the speed on defense, and they're not diagnosing the places. So on top of your lack of speed, you're not diagnosing the play fast enough, which which put you at a more disadvantage. I think we leave Conley in, let the guy figure it out, let him play. This is basically his rookie year. It ain't like it ain't like we we, we losing games because of him. Let him figure it out. Keep creeps. Keep. I think we 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 change out. Try Nelson. Nelson in. Get him more involved in it. He's a pretty good tackler. And I think we put Worley, who's a damn good tackler. I think he's like like the highest rated uh, corner at tackling on pro football focus at, at safety, man. We need to get Nelson out of there at safety. Reggie, we need to get Reggie out of there at Nelson at safety. And we need to get some speed back there. Hell, even D, D, even Dominique Roger Kamari, let let him play free. Try try him out. He He's an older veteran with, with speed. All right, man. Wait around. All right. Nice long call to end the night right there. Thanks for the love on the podcast tone. Uh, you know, and he didn't like to hear everyone going off on the team and being so down, even though he's upset about it, too. Let's not get it twisted. He's not a sunshine pumper. He's not looking through silver and black glasses and trying to, you know, just make a lemonade out of lemons. You know, he, he's he's upset about the season, too, but that's still his guys. You know, he feels car can play. Uh, he's had so much change in his five years in the league, and that's absolutely true. He's been the best quarterback the Raiders have had since since they had Gannon. That's absolutely true. 
He was the man in 2016. That's absolutely true. Not too many quarterbacks got what Carr got. And I believe when Carr's on, that is an absolute true statement. A lot of quarterbacks don't have what Carr got when Carr is on. Now, the defense, on the other hand, no pass rush. Upset about what they're doing with the corners right now. Upset what they're doing with Garyon Conley. He's a young dude. You got to let him go through the struggles. You know, the Charger play that actually got that dude benched and had him benched for the whole game against Seattle. He's blaming that on the safety. He said you got to fix the safety play. Safety around the leagues are balling. The Raiders' safeties aren't. Let's not get even started on the safeties because I'll go off on Reggie Nelson and that'll be a whole. No- I'll, I'll have my uh, my my segment four. And you know I ain't allowed to have segment four even though my last few episodes have been kind of long. But still, that's not the point. So uh, Raider Tone, man, he summed it up. Put Nick Nelson in. Put Conley back in. Put Worley in, but put him in a safety. You know, get Reggie Nelson out. Get Leon Hall out. Cats like that. I would love to see that. I just don't think it's going to happen. Worley, you know, he's, he's had his up and downs moments, but he looks like he's pretty good. Looks like he can tackle pretty good. I like Nick Nelson a lot, and I, I love the fact that John Gruden said we'll probably see him after the bye, after they come off the bye week. I want to see Nick Nelson in action. I think he's going to be a steal. But you do got to put Conley back in. Put Conley back in, Jack. All right? Hey, great, great stuff today. Great stuff from everyone who called in. Uh, Joe in Arizona really got things started with his, his uh, question that he asked me. And, boy, that, that still got the wheels turning, man. I'm still thinking about that. I'm sure I'm going to hear some feedback on that as well. 707-654-4693. Anything that you might have heard on today's episode that you want to chime in on, maybe something that's just, you know, eating at you or something that's on your mind anyway that you want to talk about. Do that. Hit me. 707-654-4693. Raider Nation, I know I'm the host of this podcast, but damn it, this is your podcast for you. So I want you to sound off and I want your voice to be heard too because that's what we are, man. We're Raider Nation. We ride to the end. We ride together. We die together. That's how we get down, all right? So till next time, just win, baby.